Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. What would it look like to live God's best? Well, today's guest, Dr. Christy Lemley, is a speaker, author, podcast host, and counselor. She's a sought-after speaker, and she's the author of two books, Transformed, Live God's Best, and Ablaze, Prepare Your Heart Revival. She and her husband, Craig, live in Brighton, Illinois, with their dog, Cooper, and their cat, Callie. Okay, she's a dog and a cat lover. We've got to ask her about that. And in her free time, she enjoys traveling, reading, hanging out with family and friends, and bargain shopping. Welcome, Dr. Christy. I'm so excited to have you here on the Make Life Matter podcast. Well, thank you, Angela, for inviting me. It's always a joy to sit and talk with you. Well, one of the things I love is we both host podcasts on the Charisma Podcast Network. So right off the bat, tell our listeners the name of your podcast. I have a feeling probably a lot of my listeners are also yours, but if they're new to it, what is the style of your podcast? What what can they expect when they listen? The name of my podcast is Living in the Light with Dr. Christy Lemley, and this is season two. And this season, we're talking about the power to transform. So I interview people and they tell their transforming stories of what Jesus did in their life. And so we have heard wonderful stories of people's lives being changed by hearing somebody else's story. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Living in the light. I'll put that in my show notes as well. So if you're looking for another great podcast to listen to, you're going to want to listen to Dr. Christy Lemley. But today we're going to lean in a little bit to talk about your new book, Transformed. I just finished reading it. I have a copy of it right here. Live God's Best. I loved it. I read it cover to cover. I'm going to read a short excerpt from it at the end. But, you know, you describe yourself, Dr. Christie, as an ordinary person that God is using to help others to walk in freedom. And you do share some of your story early on and, and kind of woven throughout the book, Transform. You went through a season of adversity and you, you determined to push through it and come out on the other side. So I'd love for you to just share some of your story and uh, how you navigated that season, Dr. Christie, especially for those right here at the end of the year, we've all been through so much adversity as we go into a new year, how give us some key insights from your story that I know will really encourage our listeners to move forward in their own lives in this upcoming year. Well, there've been a couple of times in my life where the Lord just had to radically transform me. One is what happened in my childhood, and I'm not going to go into that much, um, but through, you know, sexual abuse, my parents' divorce and, you know, turning to boys and alcohol and things like that to, to deal with that pain. But the one I feel like the Lord wants me to share right now is back in 2011, 2012, I just, I think it was 2011, I went through a time just where, you know, I'm in full-time ministry at that time, and I was leading a church plant, and it never got off the ground. And at the same time, our dog died. We were building a house. We were trying to sell a house. And my husband um, was just kind of struggling. All that is so overwhelming. And when the church plant closed, I felt like such a failure. And I felt like all my dreams for ministry were over. Like, what could God do with somebody who had failed him was kind of how I felt. And 
that was just a process of putting me back together. And I feel like what the Lord said in that moment, and this is what I think is so important for listeners to know, that what broke me, the Lord said, would launch me into ministry further. And at that time, I didn't understand that. And I couldn't see that. And I couldn't even fathom how that was possible. But when we allow the Lord First of all, when we're like raw with the Lord and, and talk about what we're really feeling and thinking, then we allow him and invite him into that space to heal us from it. That's so true, Dr. Lemley. And I, that was a, a very short, a, a very short version of what is a very powerful story. I appreciate your authenticity throughout the book because you do share vulnerably what happened. I think every one of us can relate to feeling like, we put our heart out there or we put our, you know, our blood, sweat and tears into something when we've been in ministry out here for 30 years almost. And, you know, ministry can be challenging even on a good day, especially coming through something like COVID or a church plant. And so I appreciate you sharing about that failure that you felt, even though nothing is a failure in God's eyes, we learn their life lessons, but what a wonderful um, frame to put around that is what we think is going to destroy us and break us is actually going to propel us into new places, into our ministry. And, and look at what the Lord has done in your life since then and through then. Can you look back now, Dr. Christie, and say, if it had not closed, would you be where you are in this season in your life? Can you see now why God allowed it to close or, or how can, what do you say about it now looking back on that experience considering where the Lord has brought you? Well, the Lord revealed to me that I was broken, not because the church plant closed, but because of my expectations of what I wanted it to look like. Uh, And the Lord said, he just really called me to be there. I tend to have a prophetic voice. And the Lord said, I called you there to speak life over the city. Like I knew I was never to pastor the church plant. I'm I'm not a pastor at heart. Um, And and so for me, I, I couldn't wrap my head around, well, I'm not supposed to pastor it. So what am I really supposed to be doing? And being in ministry, it was just like, well, that must mean, you know, I'm going to plant a church. And, and the Lord said, Christy, what broke you was your own expectations. And so looking back, I would not be where I am today, I don't think, without that experience, because one, a book transformed came out of it. But at the same time, it was I had to learn to allow God to be God and not put him in a box and say, this is what it's supposed to look like. Mm. And so when in that time of brokenness, it was like I just poured everything out and and I got to the place where I was empty of me and full of him. That's so good. Wow, that's so powerful. I think that helps us to shift the narrative sometimes internally that we even tell ourselves oh my goodness, this didn't succeed or it was a failure. Like, and, and, and you just acknowledge a lot of times we miss the understanding of the assignment. You know, you're thinking I, I'm going to do this. God said, I, this is what I called you to do, to go and pray over the city. And in that regard, your assignment was completed. And so some of us who seem to be liberated and feel freedom, just even hearing that today, that not to put that extra burden of expectation that was never God's intent. And even if you did walk through something, maybe you're listening and you're feeling like, a marriage failed or a business failed, or you're coming through COVID and you've lost a business or you've lost loved ones, whatever this has felt like this past year and a half, just to know that God can repurpose anything, any situation and the broken places might not so much be the remnants of what remained, 
but the broken places in us because our expectations were maybe in the wrong place. So I feel like that was just such a powerful insight. I, one of the things I loved in Transform, Dr. Christie, is that you do address woundedness and, and how powerful this is, especially in the role it plays, because you talk about transformation needing to flow from peace. So can you talk about woundedness and how those two dynamics work together? Yes. When we are wounded by something, whether it's God didn't answer a prayer or a door didn't open that we want, or maybe we failed God and and sinned in, in some great way. You know, I have learned that we can either run to God or run from God. Mm -hmm. And so we can either became become better or bitter. And so that is the first thing to recognize that every person is going to be wounded and we can decide how we're going to view it. We can decide what our attitude is going to be like. And so from a place of woundedness, we really have to invite the Holy Spirit in and recognize how loved that we are, Mm -hmm. that God is, he wants the best for us. Like he has a plan for us. And again, just because our expectations didn't meet the will of God, you know, the two weren't the same, doesn't mean that God loves us any less. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have a plan for us anymore. And so we have to find that place of peace with God. We have to go, okay, God, you were good all the time. No matter what my circumstance looks like, you are good. You're always with me. You never leave me. Your love never leaves me. And it's from that place of peace and going, okay, God, I don't like what happened, but I am also going to sit with you in my pain and go, Lord, I need you to help put me back together. I need you to go to that place of woundedness, of fear, of insecurities, of sadness of anger of disappointment all those different things that we feel and going okay lord i need your peace i need to identify with christ on the perspective of that suffering happens like life happens like we can't get away from that we're not going to live our whole life without some type of suffering Mm. or disappointment and so when we go okay lord i'm going to hang on to you there was something that i said in my time of brokenness and that was i don't live by how i feel but by your truth, Lord, you are revealed. Mm. I'm not holding on to you, but you're holding on to me. Because there were some times that I couldn't, I didn't feel like I had the strength to hold on. And God's like, Christy, I've got you. Mm. Just rest in me and rest in my peace Mm. as you walk this out. That's so beautiful. Because if we don't address our woundedness, we're not going to move to a place of transformation. We're going to stay broken. We're going to stay hurt. Uh, We're going to be bleeding out on people. And then we're not in a... We're never going to be perfect, but we're not whole in a way that God could use us to the full potential that he would like to. So if you're listening and you're dealing with woundedness, she addresses that and transformed. I know all of us want to live in a place of peace and it's hard to feel like you're living in peace where true transformation is taking place and you can experience God's peace. If we haven't addressed the woundedness and like, like you just said, sit with God in the pain, invite him into those painful places. He's not afraid of it. And so he knows what we feel anyway. So we just let him in. You also have a chapter called life and the word. I'm actually going to read an excerpt um, at the end of our podcast time together. So we talk here, Dr. Christie on the podcast about grounding our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. That's really the frame around my entire ministry is helping people to do that. So 
I love that you dedicated not only a, a chapter to it, but the word of God is permeating your entire book. There are so many scriptures in this book. So you're really not only telling us to be transformed, you're showing us how to be transformed through the truth of God's word. So help us understand if someone's listening and they're like, yeah, I hear you, but I don't know. Tell us why the power of God's word is so crucial in living a transformed life. In the Bible, in Romans, Paul says to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And when we become wounded, and we can be wounded as a child, or we can be wounded as an adult yesterday from somebody saying something to us that hurt our feelings. You know, sometimes we think being wounded and needing transformation is, is from some huge thing, but sometimes it's just feeling rejected, you know? And so that's the first thing I would say is we need to be renewed in our mind. The battle is in our mind. And as a counselor, I do a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy. It's we have scripts in our mind that we go back to this automatic thought patterns. And without inserting the word of God into how we see ourselves and how we think, we can't be transformed. And so just as Paul said, be be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So then you will know what the will of God is for your life. Mm. And it's reading scripture. It's allowing the, the lies that the enemy has spoken to us to be, to have the light of God to shine on them Mm. so that lies can be dispelled and we begin to walk in the truth. You know, the armor, God gives us the armor to fight in spiritual warfare. And the belt of truth is the thing that is around our core. That is the most important is that we know the truth. Yeah. And that's what the word of God is. It is truth. It is alive. It is powerful. And so when we renew our mind, then the enemy's lies are exposed and broken. And when we re- read the word, then we are know who God really is, not who we think he is sometimes based on our circumstances, but we get to know him and we get to know who we are in him. Yeah. That's so powerful. It's so needed. If you're coming to the end of this year and maybe, you know, reading the word was kind of haphazard or, or sporadic. I know Dr. Christie would just second what I'm going to say is get in the word. If you do one thing in 2022 differently, um, you know, I've, I've had a guest on the podcast who studied this and she said, the research shows that those who read the word less than four days show no improvement or no real change in their lifestyle over those that don't read the word at all. So the four day a week and plus is really the sweet spot to begin to see transformation because it takes time. Like you said, Dr. Christie, for those ruts in our brain to be rewired, the thought patterns that have cemented into belief systems. And so we have to go after the root of those beliefs that are driving our behaviors, not just behavior modification, but belief transformation. And that's the the way we can really live God's best. And that's your subtitle, how to live God's best. Maybe you're living a good life, but is it really the best that God has for you? And if you're struggling with lies of the enemy or feeling wounded or, or, or shackled by shame, then we can just know that that is not God's best for you. He has amazing things in store and he wants you to know how much you are loved and valued. So uh, thank you for that, Dr. Christie. I appreciate your, your insight about the word of God. Also, you talk about grave clothes. 
And I love this. I love this for a lot of reasons, some personal reasons that we, I just finished uh, writing a book on the life of Thomas. And we looked at Lazarus, you know, he comes out of the grave, but he's still wrapped in these grave clothes and he needed other people to help. So I would love to just know from this chapter and your own experience, you do so much work counseling. What are some reasons we get stuck? We'll just call grave clothes places of becoming stuck where we just couldn't, we came out of the tomb. We came out of the situation, but the grave is still on us. The situation is still on us. We're still stuck. What are some reasons we get stuck maybe in our past in woundedness? And what are a couple of steps that we could take to move out of these grave clothes situations? Well, I think one of the number one reasons we get stuck is fear. We, we fear, well, what happens if I let go of this then what happens if I fail again? Or what happens if I'm rejected again by somebody? Maybe you want to take off, you know, the grave clothes of a relationship that you need to let go of, but then you're so afraid. What happens if I get rejected again? Um, It can be rejection of success. What happens if I do succeed? Then what? You know, people forget about that part. Like then, then what responsibilities will be on me? And if I succeed this time, can I do it again? And so fear is just a huge motivator for why people remain stuck. Mm. Um, I think another reason that people remain stuck is just not having closure. Like we like closure in our society, like the answering the why, why did this happen? Mm. And, and unfortunately we don't have closure at times yeah. and we have to lean back to Proverbs three, five, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall lead and guide and direct your path. And so we have to get over the, the need to know why and to figure things out. And so in that moment, we just need to go, okay, God, I may not understand, but I'm ready to let go. Even without having that closure, I'm willing to trust you and move forward. And honestly, another reason, you know, I, I feel like tomatoes might come flying at me when I say this, <laughs> um, but another reason we get stuck is because of self-pity. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I just have to throw that out there. Why me? Why did this happen to me? What did I do? And, and we just become so engrossed in I and me that we lose sight of what what God wants to do through us to help other people. Like we just get so wrapped up in our own woundedness that we sit on the pity pot and we want people. And sometimes we get a benefit because we want people going, Oh, I feel so sorry for you. I'm so sorry that happened. And unfortunately that victim mentality becomes our identity. Mm, That's good. And God doesn't want that. Like we are not victims. We are victors. That's right. And, and when we stay stuck, then we cannot be all that God wants us to be. And ways to overcome this are to reach out and ask somebody, help, pray with me. You know, an- another thing that we can do is to acknowledge where we are because we can't move forward until we acknowledge where we are. Yeah. So we have to be real with ourselves, real with God, ask somebody to help us, and then just begin, ask the Holy Spirit, what is holding me back? Mm. Ask for that revelation knowledge. And if, and if the Holy Spirit says, well, you're just too afraid to move forward, then I encourage you to start reading every scripture on fear not, you know, and Lord, give me courage, help me to, to release fear. Mm. One of the things um, Joyce Meyer used to say is, even if you're afraid, do it afraid anyway. And, and I have to say, that is kind of my mantra at times. Like there are people will say, oh, you have so much faith and you step out and you do great things. And it's like, 
but my knees still may be, may be knocking. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean I, I don't have a little bit of trepidation, but just do it anyway. Mm, that's so good. And trust God is going to meet you at your place of obedience. You step out, you let go of those things that are keeping you in a victim mindset. And you rene- I mean, what a great time to start a new mindset, new year, new mindset, let go of things. It doesn't mean that it didn't hurt you. We're not minimizing that wound. We're just saying it doesn't need to control you moving forward, that you can ask the Holy Spirit, invite him into those places, take off the grave clothes. You identified several reasons why we might wear them and live as an overcomer, live God's best. This is, this is a new season. We don't have to live in where we were, you know, a year ago and we can't undo things and we may never know why. Like you said, a a why is a chasing your tail question. Sometimes we're not going to know this side of heaven. So we let go of that. We let go of our need to know why. And if we can let go of that and trust God and trust that he's going to have a purpose in and through it, then we can get on the other side of it. So guys, you're just getting a taste of this book. It's so good. Transformed. What a great book to start the new year. Or if you're looking for reading over the holidays, um, Dr. Christie, let people know how they can connect with you, where they can purchase a copy of Transform and your other book, Ablaze. You can purchase um, either book anywhere books are sold. They can connect with me at christylemley.com and that's K-R-I-S-T-I-L-E-M. L-E-Y.com. Or they can also connect with me on Facebook um, at Christy Lemley slash Living in the Light Ministries or on Instagram at Christy Lemley underscore Living in the Light. So Living in the Light is really your ministry. Yes. Overarching and uh, Transformed is one book. Ablaze is the, the other. You're a sought after speaker. I'm sure you'd love to come and speak and energize congregations, women's groups in 2022. So guys, if you want to bring your in, make sure you listen to our podcast, Living in the Light, hosted right here on the Charisma Podcast Network, her brand new book, uh, Transformed. And uh, I always ask my guests this question. And so I, this is maybe one of my favorite moments of the podcast, Dr. Christie, is getting to ask this question. So I would like to know, other than Jesus, what person in the Bible has most inspired you to make life matter? Maybe it's someone you can't wait to meet in heaven or a question that you have been longing to ask them. Who is that person for you? Well, I say Peter mm. in the moment of on the Mount of Transfiguration, mm. like in that moment, if I could have been a fly on the wall, that is where I would have wanted to be. Like, really? what was that moment like when he saw Jesus transfigured and saw him in glory? Mm. Like, what was that like? Mm. That would be my question to Peter. And that is one of my favorite parts in the Bible is, you know, and then he spouts off, well, should we build three? I know, right? Should we build <laughs> you a tent? <laughs> like, and, and so in that moment, something Something was going on that Peter Mm -hmm. like responded that way. Like, what was it? Like, what did he see? What did he feel? What did he think Mm. to see um, the law and the prophets with with Jesus? You know, and I think he didn't want the moment to end. You know what I mean? For him to say that, should we we build a 10 here? I mean, leave it to Peter. He's always asking these crazy questions. But underlying that had to be, this is so extraordinary, And what I'm seeing right now, I don't want this to end. So I've never had anyone say that moment. So I'm intrigued by that answer. But I think what he's he's saying there is 
Jesus, can this moment stay? And the beauty that we have now through the Holy Spirit, Christy, is that we really, we carry his presence. You know, that's how we're transformed. And we're also carriers of the glory of God. And so we can encounter his presence anytime. We don't have to build a tent, right? I mean, we, are the, we are the dwelling place. So I love that. And um, I'm sure Peter's going to have a long line. I'm not going to be surprised that his line is long, but that's a great, that is a great moment. And uh, I've been to Israel a couple of times and my son Really love that moment on the Mount of Transfiguration. In fact, he said to me, Mom, um, Moses got to the promised land after all. So there's just a couple of moments that stood out, and that was one of them. So, well, Dr. Chrissy is going to pray over us, guys, in just a moment. And I know you're not going to miss that. She's a prayer warrior and uh, just has fire in her belly. But I want to read today's Truth That Matters, and I'm actually reading straight from her book. It's in this chapter that talks about the Word of God. Allow God's word to get down inside of you to the depths of your soul. Base decisions on these scriptures. Compare every thought to the word. There's that transformation we've been talking about. Compare every thought to the word. How does it compare? If it does not line up to what God says, then tear that thought down and bring it into obedience to Christ. What do I mean by this? If a voice comes into your head that, and you're thinking that says nothing will ever change, then speak back to that thought and say, all things are possible with God, or all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Romans eight twenty eight. His word is powerful and alive. Do not allow negative thinking to dictate your life any longer. You cannot choose what thoughts come into your mind, but you can choose how you, what you will think on. However, this is only part of the battle. I'm going to leave you there on a cliffhanger so that you can get the book and get the rest of it. But I love your admonition, admonition to stay in the word of God. It is the most powerful weapon that we have. It is what's going to arm us for the battle and the days ahead. We are in perilous times. We know how the story ends if you turn to the book of Revelation. And so you need to be prepared with the truth of God's word. It will, it will transform your life. And it will keep you in perfect peace, even when things around us are not. So thank you, Dr. Christie. Thank you for your voice, Living in the Light podcast, her book, Transform and Ablaze. What a great way to start your new year. And I would love to invite you to pray over us as we close our time together. Oh, it would be an honor. Well, thank you, Father, for Angela. Thank you, Lord, for how you were using her and her voice, Lord, to encourage, to inspire, and to prompt others to make life matter. Now, Father, I pray for every listener. Father, I pray for those who have just felt stuck. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you just begin to speak to their heart and tell them that this is not the best. Lord, I pray that you would motivate them, Lord, to dig in your word, to find true life. Father, I pray, Lord, that those who have been on a journey of healing, Father, I pray that they would not get tired or weary, Lord, but they would continue to lean into you, Lord, so that they can do all and be all that you have created, called, and anointed them to become. And Father, I pray for that one who's like, well, I, I don't really know if, if transformation is needed. Father, I pray that you would reveal to that person right now all 
so much more that is capable that they are capable of through you and that there is so much more fire and power and peace and love that they do not know of yet and haven't experienced And Father, I pray for every listener that 2022, Lord, would be year of breakthrough and transformation. Father, that they would just go deeper with you, that you would bring them up to higher levels in the spiritual realm. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you would set a fire within them, Lord, that personal revival would take place. And Father, most of all, we thank you for being sons and daughters of the Most High God. Father, thank you for the privilege that we can come to you anytime, anywhere, and that you are always ready and willing to hear and respond. We love you, Lord. We love you. And we thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross, providing the way to our heavenly father. And we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.